you might be thinking, is this title clickbait? But alas, you aren't that lucky. Hello there, welcome to my channel, and to those who are listening to my podcast, link in the description. And recently I've gotten a new setup, I've gotten a ring light, it's very small, so I also tried getting more natural light from outside, so I'm just wondering how this looks. I think it'll be better than just an LED light I used in previous videos. Today I'll be talking about how children are often used as political tools to promote political agendas. Fun stuff. People, particularly mothers, have an instinct to prioritize the happiness, safety, and innocence of children as they are the most vulnerable in our society. Many people like to take advantage of that instinct, especially in the realm of politics. There are many examples of children being used as political tools to emotionally manipulate adults into supporting what they support. In this video, I'd like to look at those examples and try my best not to go really deeply into the political topics themselves, because that would be a different video. In fact, probably multiple. So in a way, this video is going to be like Batman vs Superman, where I tease a lot of things yet to come, but I don't go really in depth with them. Let's hope the similarities end there. For example, the way we talk about illegal immigration is almost always centered around illegal immigrant children being separated from their parents or parents at the border, like the crying girl on the cover of the Time magazine that went viral. Time didn't want to give you full context, facts, or data surrounding that story, they just wanted you to see a crying little girl get emotional and blame Trump. Not to mention that the photos of the kids in cages that went viral were actually taken when Barack Obama was president, but how dare you criticize Saint Barack Obama, you racist. Gun control arguments almost always focus on school shootings and make them out to be the only factor in the gun debate. Now, 10 kids dying per year from school shootings in the US is definitely 10 too many and is definitely a problem, but I wouldn't say that it's enough to justify an entire population disarming themselves. No logic, no consideration of how ineffective gun bans have been on stopping criminals who get guns illegally, and no consideration of other ways we can prevent school shootings. They just want you to hear that kids are dying in schools, get emotional, and hate guns. This tactic often makes anyone who disagrees with them out to be child-hating jerks, just like how many other forms of identity politics often makes people you disagree with out to be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, Islam, and this hasn't just been limited to the 21st century. There are many examples in history of adults using children to further their political agenda. But in a more recent trend, however, children have been made into the heads of these activist groups themselves, most notably in the environmentalist and anti-gun movements. The environmentalist movement in particular has been scaring children into supporting their causes. 
This has had many negative effects on many young people's mental health and causing a concerning level of eco-anxiety. And no, that's, that's not a joke. It's essentially an anxiety that centers around the fear of ongoing environmental damage most notably from climate change. These children are so scared of the well-being of the planet and environment that they have developed literal anxiety over the planet's future. And we have given an audience to that manipulation. Now, I definitely encourage you to teach your children how to be environmentally cautious, but this, this ain't it, Chief. Defiantly, they've chosen to skip class and wag school. They've hit the streets, screaming for action on climate change. They are the reason I'm here today. If they want me to go back in school, they know exactly what they need to do. We cannot let fear stop us from action, as it has stopped our leaders. We will fight this climate emergency. We are on the outskirts of the biggest catastrophe humanity has ever faced, and our government is doing nothing! I'm here today because I feel like it's crucial that we act now, because, like, we've ruined the planet so much in, like, the short amount of time, like, in such a short amount of time, and we don't seem to be slowing down. We are doing this because we have no other choice. We are desperate to make something happen. It's just so scary thinking that this might not be here and I might not be able to show my children that this is where I used to play when I was young. And our, our amazing world. And if she dies, we die. I'm so concerned with the fact that if they're not going to change anything, then what's going to happen to humankind? I'm, I'm one of the kids of the future and I want to have a safer um, climate when I'm a grown-up. I'm sorry, but even if you do believe that climate change will bring mass catastrophe or even end the world in 12 years, which, um... Seeing a little girl on air crying about how she's scared for the well-being and future of humankind should raise an eyebrow. Or, or maybe an eye squint if you're like me and can't do that. Greta Thunberg is a very well-known climate activist and has been held on a pedestal because of her young age, even though when she spoke to the UN, and when she was at the peak of her activism in 2019, she was in fact 16 years old, which is almost an adult. But what is much more concerning is Greta's mental health. Not to say that that means that she shouldn't have opinions or that she shouldn't express her opinions, but is more of a wake-up call to how parents are pushing fear-mongering politics onto their children. I'll even show you a clip of Greta here to just show you how scared and how hysterical Greta is being about the environment. The message is that we'll be watching you. <laughs> this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering, people are dying, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? 
Some of Greta's mental illnesses include depression, high-functioning autism, OCD, and Asperger's syndrome. It's a very similar situation with the Parkland kids. The March for Our Lives in 2018 drew a lot of attention, the leaders of which were 17-year-olds. Something I've also noticed with these activist groups, and I mean, even just beyond kids, just younger people in general, is an anti-adult and anti-older generation attitude, which is definitely not the best way to appeal to them or to prove that your opinion matters. Remember the old saying, children should be seen and not heard? Well, forget it. The younger generation have had enough of the way the oldies are running the world and they want us to know they can do better. I feel very angry at past generations for the actions that they were taking and still are taking to destroy our future. They're pathetic f***ers that want to keep killing our children. They could have blood from children spattered all over their faces and they wouldn't take action because they'll still see those dollar signs. It really strikes me is that like you guys are obviously doing a lot of work and like a really good job of doing it but at the same time I'm always in the back of my mind it's like you guys are kids and there are like adults that should be oh, yeah. doing like do you guys ever think like why the f are we the ones who are doing this well at this point it's like when you're when you're your old ass parents like I don't know how to send an iMessage and you're just like give me the phone and you take it and you're like okay let me handle it and you get it done in one second sadly that's what we have to do with our government because our parents don't know how to use democracy so we have to I disagree with the notion that younger people can't add to the conversation at all, or that younger people can't say anything about politics because, well... I disagree with the notion that these younger people should be shielded from any form of criticism. If you can't deal with criticism, you shouldn't be in politics at all, in my opinion. I've also noticed that a lot of these people propping up Greta Thunberg and David Hogg and other younger figures like that, while also saying that their opinions are just as valuable as everyone else, are the quickest people to say, oh, think of the children, whenever these figures are criticized. If it were about science, it would be led by scientists rather than by politicians and a mentally ill Swedish child who is being exploited by her parents and by the international How dare left. dare you. She's trying I'm to not, do I'm what she thinks the left is right and by the way, now, right, relax, skinny boy. I got this, okay? You're attacking a child. You're a grown man. Have some cunt. I'm not. I'm attacking okay, the left for television. Maybe on, maybe, on your, maybe on your podcast, you get away and say whatever you want because nobody's listening. You're on national television. Be a grown-up when you're talking about children. Remember, a lot of these same people are also saying that 16-year-olds should be able to vote. But apparently they aren't old enough to face moderate criticism. The logic, or lack thereof, amazes me. Politics is not a game of Foursquare. There is a lot of important issues to be discussed, a lot of ridiculousness that needs to be laughed at. It's counterproductive to take the time to stop, lift up kids, make them feel special, and never criticize them ever. You're either in the game or you're not, and I think it's clear that the motive behind this is that if children are shielded from any type of criticism, and children are being put at the forefront of these political movements, what do you think is going to be the result for those political movements themselves? These tactics aren't applied all equally, though, as evident by the fact that 
younger people who are more right-leaning are never treated the same. Kyle Kashuv was one of the survivors of the Parkland school shooting, along with many other well-known figures such as David Hogg, but isn't nearly as well-known because he isn't in favor of gun control and is in fact in favor of gun rights. Soph is a controversial figure. She was banned off of YouTube when she was 14 for inciting hate. Now, I don't agree with a lot that Soph has said, some of which is very racy, even though it is pretty reaped with satire, but even if it wasn't, she has done nothing to get her reasonably banned off of the platform, in my opinion. A lot of her videos, while definitely very racy, do deal with topics such as child indoctrination and anti-establishment views, which YouTube just banning her entire channel, if anything, just proves her point. Unlike the other young leftist figures we've talked about in this video, Soph has been labeled a poor indoctrinated youth, and people have said that her parents are behind all of her videos, even though they have not written or contributed to any of them at all. Soph has even been labeled a Nazi from some people, clearly showing that these people don't even have the confidence enough to actually listen to her and make valid criticisms of what she says. What the f I'm not some pretty helpless. I'm pretty powerful. So what is more offensive? A little girl saying f or the f***ing on equal and sexist way. Here's some words more f***ed up than the word f***. Pay up, mother I shouldn't need a penis to get paid. I don't even want to get too deep into the whole Covington Catholic situation, but to keep it short, Nick Sandman was at a pro-life protest known as the March for Life, and him and several of his schoolmates were being harassed by an older American Indian man and several black Hebrew Israelites who were throwing anti-white and homophobic slurs at them. Yet somehow, the mainstream media made the adults to be out as the victims and the children to be out as the aggressors just because Nick Sandman was wearing a MAGA hat and smirking. Like many forms of identity politics, the point of this is not to be pro-kid, pro-woman, pro-black, or pro-gay. The main goal of this is so that they can have a claim to these groups and so that they can try to make these people think the way that they want them to. Typically, when you're younger, you're much more likely to be woke or subscribe to leftist ideology, mostly due to the false claim to equality and virtue, as well as indoctrination through public education, which is why the left is so keen on trying to lower the voting age to 16. Honestly, there are people 18 years old and older who are surprisingly stupid, and if we are going to change the voting age at all, shouldn't we be raising it so it would more match the time when we're fully mentally developed, not lowering it to include people who are eating Tide Pods a few years back? Overall, the treatment of children in politics by the left is meant to kill three birds with one stone. One, to give younger people more political power because they are more likely to be left-leaning. Two, so then they can use children to emotionally manipulate adults into voting and supporting the same causes that they want, and three, to use these children as shields from criticism. Anyway, what do you guys think? Do you think that children are being used as political tools? 
to what degree do you think younger people should be involved in politics? Let me know in the comment section down below. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share my videos, and I will see you guys next time.